on SEN Plus. Welcome to the Breakfast Stable. Good morning and welcome to the Breakfast Stable. I'm so excited today. I'm not that happy because our beautiful Jack is not here, but I'm very happy that it was nice and warm when I got up this morning. It wasn't freezing cold and I didn't have to wear a jumper or my boots. Yeah. But I did forget to put earrings in, so I feel a little bit naked. No, 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 no. (laughs) We've got a wonderful show coming up. I'm so excited. We've got a couple of fantastic guests coming in. Um, I know we've got a little bit of an Italian feel today, don't we, Pete? Oh, just just a tad. I think this this is today will be called the Italian Stallion Show. Oh, well, I wonder if our guest knows that. He's got a bit of a reputation to live up to. Oh, they both do, actually. They do. They do. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. There we go. Mm. It's food all around, Italian food. We've got... Culture. We've got culture. film festivals. Yeah, I know. We've got events. We've got yep. business. Absolutely. We've got everything going on. We've got two guests in the studio at once. I know. And they're both in here early. Aren't they great? Now, if you're actually watching Facebook Live right now, so as we just said, we've got... It, it's called Italian Stallion Day. Buongiorno. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. And so it just works really well. Mm, it's lovely. You know? And, but, well, um, look who's just popped in. Oh, yes, oh hello. hello. Good morning. <laughs> Helen Rice. It's about Good time. Good morning. I went down to get the boys. <laughs> it's a, a, a big Italian uh, big, big Italian, Italian morning. feel yes. this morning, yes. Um, a great getting up this morning and uh, to the sunshine. That's what I was saying. And hot air balloons. Mm. Loved it. And... Um, Yes, I have to say, I know you're welcoming me this morning, but 11.11, I keep seeing it every single day and um, I, uh, I've managed to get my, find myself a ring that has 11.11 on it. Could you fit any more rings on those fingers? <laughs> I was just going to say that. I mean, far out, man. <laughs> I love it. So thank you for Dig If You Will. Thank oh you to Vaya who um, got me this amazing ring. Then look at the difference between Helen and mine. Uh, yeah. My hands. Yours are polished at least. <laughs> no no jewellery. No. And I've got too much jewellery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Check out my fingers. Anyway. I've had a massive week. I don't know about you guys. Oh, totally. It, events all week. And um, it's been fantastic, actually. Um, but I will go through all of it oh, uh, in so. my mm, last segment. Do. So <laughs> I've just come back, I think, only three hours ago from uh, Barack's oh. second birthday. Uh, which they celebrated last night, and it was absolutely spectacular. I was actually yes. out for a couple of hours. Uh, Mooney Valley had a beautiful event on uh, in support of breast cancer, and uh, that was ladies' night. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. I hear they had pamper bars they and beauty did. bars. They and did. There was <laughs> lots a, of flowers. Yes, there was roses everywhere. There was beautiful canapes and, and a lovely new drink from Strongbow. It was like a rosé sort of cider, I guess. Wow. But it was all pink, so Great I loved for it. summer. Great yeah. for Yeah, as long as it's pink, that's, I'm that's happy. That's nice. That's mm. really good. But I've had a pretty big last couple of days because I had a very late night on Thursday. Um, we had a little bit of celebration. Now, oh, um, well, <laughs> hang on, no, hang on. No, before, no. get on Facebook Live and have yes, a look. And have, have a look. We've got a star Catherine in the studio. Catherine won yet another award. I am holding it up. And, and can, Helen said, bring it in. I, I did say, so we can say it's an award of excellence, but it's actually not really an award of excellence. She is an excellent woman. It's not. Who, it's not. Uh, well, tell us about it, actually. No, there's nothing to say about it. I'll, I'll talk about it later. It's, it was so wonderful. It's a Hong Kong Australia Business Association and it's uh, Export Excellence Award. So I was very, very thrilled. 
to win that. This is a, you've won this before. I won it quite a few years yes, ago. That's right. Um, and that was a national award. So um, yeah, Cathay kindly flew me to Hong Kong, <laughs> which yeah, was lovely. Amazing. Lovely. But amazing. Um, yeah, no, it was very. And very, you had your boys with you. I did have yeah. my boys, which was really yeah. wonderful. All right, ladies. But I know, I know. Sorry, we're supposed to talk okay. about sports. Yeah, yeah I know, to, I know, I know. I know there was a famous oh, spear no, tackle last okay. night. There was a red card. That's yeah, all I know. All right, all right. <laughs> now, all right. Now, just we'll get to that. Okay. We'll get to that. Now, when we talk about, we've got a in the studio, we've got... We'll just drink coffee. There's pizza, yeah. there's pasta, there's film stars, there's everything here, there's awards. doesn't get any better. But then you hear in the Rugby World Cup, ladies, now yeah. I'm talking about Rugby Union. Oh, here's my notes about the sport. Yes, yes that's I right. I haven't brought notes in. He has Go to Pool notes. B. Go to Pool B. Wow. Italy. Now, Italy are leading Pool B over the All Blacks. Number one. How is Number that? Oh no, Helen! Yeah. I can't believe you're talking about sport. Uh, uh, well, I've I'm got, so I've got it here in front oh, no, of me, so am I. right? <laughs> now, but you're talking about the spear attack, and all. it's actually really interesting because yes, it is very, very dangerous, and of course, you're going to get red carded for well, that. Well, I read, you know, one guy had one leg, and one guy had the other leg, and his head was towards the ground, and hence the the name spear. That's crazy. Yeah. One thing you'll find with rugby union players. They, when they finish their careers, their ears really stick out. And they call them cauliflower ears. The reason why, because when they're in the scrums and they're actually going through and, and bustling, right, this is why you see some with tape around their heads. Oh, oh come on. Right. No, really? seriously. It keeps their ears in because those ears can get ripped off very, very easy. In rugby union, when they're down the bottom of the scrum, oh my God, they get so their boots violent. in because the ball keeps moving. It doesn't stop like rugby league. The ball keeps moving, and then it just goes out the back of the scrum, then they pass it off. It's, is, is ear pulling a thing? No, but they uh, – there's, so, there's so many things. Isn't it? Oh, let, oh, let's it's just a gladiator sport. Oh anyway, <laughs> anyway, i tell you what. Um, Australia, the Wallabies, they got done by Wales 29 to 26. Now, I was not overly happy with that. They, okay. It was a good comeback, but – well, they have not been good for many, many years. Mm. You know, Nick Farr Jones, David Campisi from many, many moons ago, they were absolutely fantastic. Um, however, since then, you know, it's, they just haven't been there. The All Blacks just dominate. Come on, ladies, get with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But anyway, but if we just quickly go through, as we say, look at Pool A. Now, I think... Really, Japan, they're the host because this is in Tokyo. Yes, you do have to look at this, Catherine. Thank you. It's in Tokyo. Japan, they've actually done very, very well. They actually uh, really gave Russia a bit of a thumping the other day. So they're number two. Yeah, they're number two. So Ireland. Yeah. There you go. So Italy, the All Blacks, um, South Africa, but England, they're up there. They're playing well. France, uh, Wales, Fiji, then Australia. Now, um, tonight, 8.30, um, Australian time, Australia playing Uruguay. Okay. So that's a must win for Australia. If they don't win that, they can say goodbye to this World Cup. Okay. It's plain and simple. Got that. Right. right. Well, at least they're in the top five. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, my God. Well, thank you. No, that's – but this is, this is great because, I mean, I know you guys – We when don't it, know anything about World Cup rugby. No, but that's no. okay. Is this it? is a learning thing because, I mean, like – there's a billion things you girls will say there's, there's that I have no do. idea the, about. The only thing I know are the after parties. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's things Pete does, like oysters, that we know about. Yeah, well, I exactly. do. Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, exactly. All right. So there you go. Right. Well, we're learning anyway. You're learning. Now, flip the page. Okay. Flip the page. We're going to go to the EPL. Ooh. English Which is Premier League. 
Yes. Oh, oh geez. Oh, no. whoop, whoop. See, okay. there you go. Okay. Already. <laughs> So we have a look. Go straight to the top. Liverpool, who have won seven out of seven, they are actually on fire at the moment. My beloved Manchester United, other than absolutely imploding, <sighs> expletives just come everywhere, so I'm just going to be... Yeah, no, yeah, there's a swear jar yeah. over there. We don't swear oh. on air or, I, or off air. I could just drop $15 in there like that. Well, do it all. Anyway, there. they're sitting in 10th spot. <laughs> they cannot win a game. Okay. But the young players are coming through well. Manchester City are sitting second. Now, let's talk soccer for a moment. The world game. Do you know an Italian soccer team? Um, Juventus? Yes, I know yes. Juventus. Yes. My son played soccer all through school. That's, right. I, I know that. Does he follow a soccer team? Not really. He doesn't. He just loved playing. Just and loved I loved playing. watching. It was a great game. Well, it mean, is a great game. Well, see, Diego Maradona, who played for Napoli, was the one that put Na Napoli on the map. But the didn't he have a bit of a seedy reputation? Yeah, but come on, he was good. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got to say it like that. He was good. Oh, okay. All right. You know, South okay. American got in there. All right, so we'll put that to the side. A-League, mm -hmm. which is the Australian soccer. I haven't got a sheet for that, Pete. No, that's right, because I didn't give you one. Okay. Because that kicks off next weekend. All right. Right. And Australia's newest franchise, Western United, come and start their journey. Western United? Yeah, Western United, <laughs> which is a team down from Geelong Way. They actually start in the A-League. And so there you go. We will hit that. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the conversation we had last Saturday watching the grand final and there was a team with a name that I didn't really know whether they were from Sydney or from Queensland, like one of the newer entrants. Anyway. <laughs> and, and, and do you know what? They played like that too. <laughs> oh, stop <laughs> Because if, when we actually went back and we had a look at the videos, the predictions that we actually had up there for last week, it was, a, it was so cool. I said a hundred and something points. Did you? Yeah. When I combined everyone's, I said, oh, yeah. Oh, be when you combined everybody's. Combined everybody's oh. and I said it be a hundred and something points. They weren't far off that. Mm. I have to say, though, we were watching it at the Together events mm. at Pontoon, Pontoon that was last awesome. week. Yeah. And it was a fantastic day. Yeah. Had a great turnout. Weather was great. It was. So, um, you know, kudos to the boys. It was yeah, their Yeah, Together Events um, absolutely did a fantastic yeah, job. Yeah, they did. Amazing. I think that's the thing about sport and, and especially Melbourne. Like, we love sport and it doesn't matter if we're not into that particular type of sport. We, we always get into it. it. We yeah. always get into it and have we a great do. day. And, and that's we a great do. thing. And that, what I love about you girls is that, you know what, you'll sit down, you'll give it a crack because that's what it's all about. You sit around the table. Absolutely. Whether you're talking beauty products, bit of sport, bit of mud, bit of fluff. Who cares? It's all fun. <laughs> so if you are listening, you can also hop online and watch us Facebook Live and you can see all the shenanigans that are going on behind mm. the scenes. So uh, we want to welcome a couple of really great guests after the break. And it is 7.14. You're listening to The Breakfast Stable. We'll be back after the moment. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Plus. Good morning again and welcome back to The Breakfast Stable. And just remember, you can watch us live on Facebook, The Breakfast Stable. And we're also on Instagram, The Breakfast Stable. And you can even find us on Twitter. But um, I just wanted to introduce you to a wonderful guest that we've got this morning. And um, Helen and I had the pleasure of being at the world premiere of the movie Promised during the week. It's part of the Italian Film Festival, which is actually on all around Australia until the 23rd. Yes. But it's on in Melbourne at the moment. And I think um, that actual movie 
actually starts showing after the festival's finished. Correct. But yeah. what I loved was um, we let's welcome, first of all, Mirko Grillini into the studio. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. And, and what I really loved was um, when I looked at some of the things that you've done, what a, what a wonderful um, varied career you've had. And I know, look, a lot of us know you as a foodie kind of guy and then you've changed careers and you've gone into acting later in life yeah. uh, and now you were, you were one of the main stars in that movie and we just loved that movie. Oh, it, it just, it was heartfelt. It was a beautiful story, Melbourne-based. Yeah, it, sort of growing beautiful. up in the 70s as part of an Italian family. And uh, there were so many things in that movie that I could relate to and not the least of which was... Hey, you don't understand. I'm Italian, and I'm only half Italian. But it's like if your father's Italian, you're Italian. That, <laughs> yeah. That's it. And I remember the reference that she said: um, if you bring a guy home, you bring him home. You're getting married. That's you don't bring a boy home. I loved that line. So you either don't bring yes. any boys home at all, or you bring one home and you end up getting married to him. And you know, so it it is just so real. I mean, I could relate to so many things. The wedding scene. My my parents were married in that church. I was married in that church. So um, I just loved it. I thought it was just so beautiful and heartfelt. So welcome and please share your journey with us. So let's tell us, how did this all come about? Oh, look, it's been a very interesting journey. Uh, uh, um, from the very beginning, you know, this, uh, <clears throat> this started 25 years ago mm -hmm. with the director um, who is not in the industry. He's, uh, he had an idea, he had a story he wanted to share and uh, he, um, uh, he started writing this, uh, this story that was very close to his heart for many reasons. And uh, 25 years later, he was able to uh, find a few people and uh, find enough uh, money to finance uh, this uh, beautiful little independent, mm. uh, which uh, was uh, <laughs> a journey of learning for him as well. At the I end. can imagine. You know, it's a uh, uh, first-time director, first-time filmmaker, and uh, yeah, big effort. And a lot of you had some some footage in the movie that is actual footage that somebody had. Yes, yes, someone <laughs> supplied the footage as well. Yeah. Uh, so the story, uh, what I like about the story is the fact that it's really touched the heart of a lot of uh, Italian people that have migrated here a long time ago because um, I've learned through this uh, about the Italian immigrants even more because mm. uh, I came over in 92 and the times were different. But here we're going from the 50s to the 60s to the 70s. Yeah. And we see that transition, uh, which is, uh, yeah, it was very interesting for me. What I noticed actually about that opening night was the the people, the guests, were actually in the cinema chairs. The movie finished and everyone was just sitting there. So normally everyone gets up and goes mm. to the bar or goes to get food or something. But everyone was just sitting. There was not one spare seat. Everyone was just sitting in the, in their seats listening to the song yes. Ave Maria, which is like so, you know, iconic yes. in, in Italian romance and and, and reading the names and, of everybody. Yes, looking yeah. at looking at all the at, at, <laughs> yes. at all the credits. Um, I think, you know, you could just see the connection between the audience and the movie. And I think uh, the way I felt is how every every person in the in the audience felt. It really was just so heartfelt and so I, I felt a lot of people so came relatable. up and uh, and uh, and some of them had tears at one yes, point because yes. of memories and uh, yeah it's a uh, and it's interesting how it's gone really um, crazy around Australia now I believe mm. uh, most of the sessions in uh, every film festival um, Lavazza film festival around Australia is uh, pretty much booked yes and then th yes it opens on the 24th of October at Hoyts so that's the 24th is after the film festival is over Correct, so then people yeah. can, can start going and having a look yeah and and look when I was looking at some of your background look you've done lots of different things and how did you go from 
modelling as a teenager in Italy to immigrating at 24, not being able to speak a word of the language, mm-hmm. and then going on to using cooking to connect and, I guess, uh, engage and build a career for yourself here. How, how well, did you do that? Hang on. Cooking is an international language, correct? Yes. It, absolutely. Very good, but you need Alan. to be able that's, to convey. That's it. <laughs> uh, look, I, I honestly don't know because I didn't have this plan when I came. Wow. Um, I, I came because I met a girl in uh, England and oh. she asked me to come to Australia and I said, okay. Um, and just just on that on that for a moment. Now this is not an arranged marriage as as it was in the movie. Not at all. No. But I saw what you said here. Like within a week you moved in together or something. No, no, that's a, someone else. That, oh! that's someone, that's, that's, so this is the one you're okay. with now. Yeah, there's, okay. There's, there's Let's, uh, yes. Okay, so you met someone. You came to Australia. Yes. And then you fell in love with Australia. And then you met your current partner. Correct. Well, there's been another marriage in between. Okay. But, uh, you know. Uh, yes. Nineteen years ago. Yes. I, I, end up uh, meeting Amanda. Yes. Uh, we're married. We Yeah, we met and one week later we were I love living that. together. That's and, so romantic. I love that. And we're still there. And you're still, you're doing a lot of things together, like you're working yeah. together, which is just wonderful as well. Yeah, we kind of developed this um, uh, a journey where uh, we're both artists and we both felt the same drive and um, the road started joining. When I when I went to an acting school to improve my speech and my English and my theatrical abilities to do su- cooking shows. So it I, wasn't actually for acting. It was actually just to enhance what you were doing with the cooking. Yeah, because yeah, I, that, I thought that was my career. The, yes. the restaurant was uh, was really successful back uh, in the days. And mm. uh, uh, I just wanted to give it a push because uh, I was moving a lot in my hands and people couldn't really understand. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I still thing, do that. You talk about mentoring. I mean, you do a lot of that now, with the, um, especially a lot of the acting schools. Mm. Yes. And, you know, which is absolutely fantastic because there's a lot of young kids coming mm. through and there's been a couple of kids that I've spoken to mm. that actually have sat in a class with you. Oh. Oh, that's wonderful. And are they still happy smiling? Anyway, that's another conversation. No, they are. <laughs> they, they truly are. But, but it's, it's great to see because, I mean, someone that's very, very extremely good in their craft, being able to go and mentor the young kids, take them through because, I mean, you know, it's not served on a platter these days. It's not serving on a platter, and a lot of um, young people get in with the idea of wanting to be on on uh, on a show, but it's a uh, it's it's a rough road, and and uh, they they need to learn and understand how challenging the path actually is to uh, to sustain your artistic career, like it is in any business. Any business has difficulties, and you know it's a different story when you're an employee. But when you go for your own art and you try. To build something that is food, is painting, is uh, is, mm. is acting. Many it many is. fingers in many pies, just to keep everything afloat. Really. You have to have uh, you have to have a set of skills that allow you to. That's move so forward. true. That's so true. Look, I remember thinking last year as a guest on someone's radio show, what am I doing on radio? But you realise you've got so many things to say and so many things to share that if you can develop your skill for presenting or articulating your story, mm. you're sharing it with so many people and it does empower other people. So it's so important to to develop those skills. It is, and mm. and, and also to just find an identity for yourself. I had to let go of the food side mm. uh, or hide it because people couldn't understand if I was a chef or an actor and I was going, can I be both? Yes. Uh, it was, be it both? was the challenge of, of just trying to establish a career. So I kept the food under wrap for like 10 years and then wow. uh, uh, about four years ago my agent said, Mirko, bring them both out now yes. because people understand a little bit more yes. that yeah. you don't have to be just boxed into one corner and just be either an actor or a chef. I love food. 
I, I, I would do food every day. I cook food every day at mm. home. I do it for I mean, you go passion. to a food show and, and there you are. You're, you're at the Italian stand cooking pasta with, with seafood, and which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, and you can bring your theatrics out while mm. you present. Mm. Well, that, uh, that was why I went to the school. You know, mm. it was important that I, I actually knew how to communicate. And, uh, and uh, I, I ended up doing two years in, a, in acting school and graduating and just being in love with the art. Mm. I just love that you've been able to combine both of your passions. And, and here you are today having, you know, been part of like a really iconic Australian film, which I think so many people in Australia can connect to. It's just really, really lovely. So the Italian Film Festival is on now um, at Palace Cinemas until the 23rd. Mm -hmm. And you can go and get tickets for what movies are left at italianfilmfestival.com.au. We actually gave away a couple of double passes to uh, some lucky lucky listeners. That was, um, who did we give it to? Uh, Sandra, congratulations. Um, And Helen, I think you got a double pass as well. So congratulations and good morning, everyone. Um, So, yeah, look, we've got, I think... Um, so many things to be grateful for for our immigrants in Australia. And I know, look, my father came out in the 50s and in within 10 years he'd married my mum. They stayed together for until he passed away last year, so married for 57 years. And um, we had this really strong cultural upbringing, as I said, even just with one parent being um, an immigrant. That culture is just so strong and it's so vibrant. Well, we, the, the, we came with not the intention back in the days to bring the culture. That wasn't the intention. You mm. came to start a new life yes. for whatever reason you left uh, Italy. And then your culture was the only thing that was making you feel at home mm. because you feel displaced completely. You know, you don't communicate. And I felt it when I came here. I didn't speak English, although I came with an Australian girl. The communication was just so challenging. Mm. So by bringing your thing and offering what you do, you you feel at home. You feel you have something to contribute. That mm. It's not just a conversation, but it's something about you. So, yeah. which is just beautiful. There should be more of it, way more of it from every country. So now, if any, anybody does, they can book you as a private chef as well. They if can, you want apparently. to taste some beautiful Italian pasta, handmade, absolutely Ooh. simply divine, type into Google Mika Carlini. And <laughs> and you can try some of this amazing Italian food. Well, I've actually been cooking the last couple of weekends. I don't know what I cook a lot. I love love food, and I also find there's a lot of passion and nurturing and love in food. Um, but uh, I've been cooking pasta, and and I've had a few lessons, but I've never really made it at home. So I've been cooking pasta from scratch, and also pizza dough. <laughs> from this, this book, which we'll talk about uh, coming up next. But so, I look, I really appreciate you coming in. It was lovely to chat and uh, we hope to learn more about what oh, you're doing. It's my and pleasure. And we'll be following what you're doing. Okay. Stick, yeah. stick around for the rest of the show. Yeah, you're uh, I can, yes. I got a coffee. So. You're listening to The Breakfast Stable. We'll be back in a moment. This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Plus. Good morning and welcome back to The Breakfast Stable. Now, we've got a little bit of an Italian theme going this morning and to keep in that theme, we've got Johnny DeFrancesco here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Good Directly morning to you Directly back from Italy. Uh, Italy, America. Wow, yeah. you've been everywhere. Crazy, yeah. Okay, and there's obviously some stuff going on over there. Yeah, there is. We uh, just opened up our first US site. So did you really? Yes, we did. That's so exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Wow. Yeah. And how long did that take? I mean, you've obviously been over there a few times. You would have had to find a location. 
a, uh, a team. Yes. So uh, get find a location. We had uh, people on 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 the ground there, which took uh, nearly sixteen months. Really. Um, to find a location, and then all the prep. You know, getting uh, you know the restaurant designed and so yeah. on, and finding a team. Yeah, crazy journey. Oh, that's amazing. I think a lot of people don't realise behind the scenes in business, you don't just come out with a product or a store or a restaurant. There's a, there's no. a year or two, <laughs> isn't yes. there, in the background, actually there get is. everything lined up. Johnny and, was there with yeah. his tape measure, measuring <laughs> up the kitchen bench. <laughs> wow. So, so I was. first one in the US, whereabouts is that? So we're in uh, Dallas, Texas. Oh, really? Oh, really? With any any cowboys. Cowboys. Nice. Howdy, cowdy. Yeah. yeah. Any, any particular reason that you chose that location? Um, the partners in the US are from Dallas. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we decided to do their hometown first. Yeah. And then hopefully move over to Houston, Austin and Amazing. wherever else. Hopefully. Is huge. that a really big thing for you, launching in the US? Oh, huge. Yeah, it oh. definitely I, is. I mean, being in it's the... a big thing for Helen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, you know, being in the US, you know... A brand from Australia, you don't see many brands, you know, migrating from Australia into the US. You see more That's right. US brands, you know, Coming migrating in. into yeah. mm. into Australia. So for us, um, it's been, uh, first of all, it's a, a massive challenge, um, but also an, an amazing achievement. You know, mm. I mean, to, to do something like that, a little brand that started off in, you know, Brunswick. Amazing. Yeah, 11 years ago with a 48-seater restaurant today, you know, yeah. has... 14 restaurants. I mean, that's the thing I love. You go on to Facebook, you go on to social media and, and go and have a look at Grady because I think the story and the story, especially with you, all the pictures of um, Dallas going through that is actually quite extraordinary and you can see how it's all put together. Question I've got for you, however, yeah. is training the American chefs. Did they pick it all up easy to how you do it? Because it's very, very different to them. It is, and it was it was a challenge. Yeah, it, you know, to be even with you. even with local people following your wonderful recipes, it's still yeah. a, it's still a challenge to, <laughs> to pick up just making basic pizza dough. It is, it <laughs> yeah. Is. Um, you know, like like you said, Pete, they you know they do a lot of things different. So to sort of bring a chef that's had you know 10, 15 years experience in the industry and get them to come back to basics, basics. Yeah. just so that they can understand what the Italian cuisine's um, about and the, and you know, the, the, the infrastructure or the, you know, the, the, the whole story behind it, because it's not just about cooking, it's about understanding why we're doing things a certain way. Um, and to sort of get them to understand that, my God, mm. it was difficult. Oh, well, I see America's huge population and huge portions. So, uh, did you have to increase your portion no, size? You know, or? That, Helen, I swear, but like a lot of people think you go to America and you get a lot of food on a plate. It, I think they're the big chains. So, if you go to the big chains, you know, they've got, you know, big portions, mm. big plates and so on. But if you actually go to restaurants where, you know, they, they've got sort of their own uh, cuisine, mm. you'll find that the portions are just similar to okay. Australia. So we didn't change any portion sizes. We didn't change any recipes. We didn't do anything. So whatever you, you find here in, in Melbourne, you will find um, oh, in Dallas. Wonderful. I mean, and that's what I love about Grady. It's consistent across yeah. the board. Mm. Yeah. And I, th I think that's why you are very successful in what you mm. do. 
Um, and an award-winning mm. uh, chef as well. Yes. You know, you, you've won the pizza awards <laughs> every I year. I think when people know the name, you said you've got 14 restaurants now, mm. they know if they go to one in Adelaide or if they go to one in Crown or if they go to one in, in overseas that they're going to get the same sort of food, the same yeah. experience, and that's what people are looking for when they're yeah. loyal to a brand. Definitely, and, mm. that, and that's, you know, that's been a 10-year challenge um, because a lot, of, a lot of people try and um, multiply or, you know, do many... Um, multiples of, of a brand and the the failing point is that consistency mm. you know and I keep yeah. you know that's something that we we always drill into the staff you know it's all about consistency you know you need to consistently make that dish the same all the time it's not about how you wake up in the morning and how you feel yeah. and that's the way it's going to come out it needs to be the same um, like this show. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, very, very much. I mean, look, every, everyone's, we're all creative here. Yes. Mm. And at, at the end of the day, you wake up, you have to be at your best right throughout the day. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Correct. Mm. And, and I think, Johnny, what you're doing with Grady is absolutely, it's a testament to taking one step at a time, getting the basics, getting the fundamentals correct and replicating. Yeah and taking that step further into the business world, which is absolutely fantastic. Oh, I've, I've eaten at Grady many, many times yeah. over the years and have never had, you know, I've loved every experience I've had oh, there from you. staff, walking in, the, just even yeah. the, the comfy chairs. The, it just, it all comes together so beautifully and, you know, it's a credit to you. So we really value having you here to talk <laughs> about, your, you know, how, how you get it right. Yeah. Oh, look, it's it's a team behind us as well. I mean, it's not um, just a concept or myself. It's people that have fallen in love with the brand that are within, um, you know, our team. Uh, I think that's what's made us successful as well. Yeah. It's not, you know, just about making a, a great pizza. There's great pizza everywhere. Mm. Um, but, I mean, you even did, you know, Portsea Polo. Yeah. Uh, you had, you, you... You know, I mean, we were all oh, able to taste, taste <laughs> <laughs> the hot sun, the hot sun. But you do, I mean, you're so active in your cooking masterclasses yep. and the festivals that you contribute to, yep. uh, you know, and, and sharing your uh, expertise to the world. I mean, Definitely. tell us look, a little I, bit. Look, I, I'm straight after this show, I'm... Uh, going down to Brunswick and I'm running a class today for 30 people. So, wow. you know, yeah, you it's just constant. There's, you know, there's no resting point. There's no point where I can say, oh, you know, it's enough now and I can mm. sort of uh, yeah. pull back. It's, but you know what that yeah. is? That comes from um, passion. Yeah. That comes from passion. And yeah. I think, you know, even when you're having a tough day or you're going through a really tough time, it's the passion that keeps you going. Yeah. And the consistency that you have through your stores it, or through the restaurants, it's good leadership. So because the passion comes through in your leadership style. And I think that's what people love and that's why they stay engaged. Yes. That's what I love about business. Yeah. And that's why you keep going, mm. you know, yeah. year after year after year. Mm. He's got the mm. best barista. He's fabulous. And he's almost like second to you. Like, yeah, you know. Look, Helen, I, and I don't say this lightly, but really all our staff are, are like yeah. family to me. You know, That's I great. treat every one of them exactly the same. You know, there's not one better than the other. Um, and we're always supporting. We're always supporting our staff. You know, our management team is you know, that's the first mm. priority on the list is keeping our staff uh, happy and safe. Mm. Right. And I've got and one, I've makes, got one yeah. word and I just want you to say whatever comes to your mind. Nonna. The best. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, I love that. Oh, thank you so much, Johnny. Uh, you're listening to The Breakfast Stable and we'll be back after this short break. 
This is The Breakfast Stable on SEN+. Morning. Welcome back to the breakfast table. It Bonjourno. is 7.49 <laughs> and we've got another 10 minutes to talk to you guys. And Helen, always busy out on the town. Uh, at, yes, good morning. <laughs> <laughs> After three hours You've sleep. only had a couple of hours sleep, <laughs> yes. I hear. So I'm a little bit uh, gravelly this morning, um, so excuse my throat. What have you been up to? Well, there's been it's been a busy week and mm. it's a busy weekend. Um, uh, we, you know, as I said, we started off with the Together events last week. We went into Baroque uh, last night, their second birthday. And what happened in between? Um, in between, there were lots of dinners <laughs> and <laughs> lots of uh, lots of events. Um, even Seed Heritage had a beautiful event during the week uh, for their new fashion collection for summer. Uh, today, there's the Australian Multicultural Festival at Queensbridge Square in Southbank. It's a free event, so anyone can come uh, from 10 to 8 p.m. this morning um, to tonight. It's inclusive of all ages and genders and cultures, and there's going to be performances and food, music and activities. And uh, one of my lovely clients, Gaia and Nixora Group, have a stand there today, and they'll be uh, publicising this amazing art exhibition that's coming up uh, next month, oh. mid-November, called The Holy Shroud, mm. which is going to be a very interactive, um, immersive experience. So please go over and say hello if you're over there. Today also is the TAB Turnbull Stakes Day um, and it is, uh, well, $2.6 million in prize money. So it's a big day and that is for the VRC. Uh, also, um, Estelle Michaelides, who's an incredible designer, illustrator, stylist, creator, she's opening up a new workshop. She does the most incredible fashion shows during Melbourne Fashion Festival. I've actually been at an event where she did um, some illustrations and I've kept mine. They were so beautiful. Yeah, That's me a, too. a watercolour, so a beautiful Stunning. illustration, a fashion piece, and then she's done a watercolour to colour it. She's it's just so divine. clever mm. and beautiful, and um, she does these interactive fashion. Sh- they're not; it's almost like an installation. Um, it's almost it's theatrical is that the way Mickey she does in the it. Van? Mickey that, in the van is yeah. her label. Yes, so she's uh, opening up uh, her new store. So go and visit uh, at uh, Kerr Street in Fitzroy. It's upstairs from Gwendolyn, who's also a beautiful bridal uh, designer. Um, and with our friends, Cochlea Furniture, which Pete yes. is going to be uh, doing his oyster lux shucking Absol- today. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually, uh, this is the very first event for oyster lux. So we're down there today. I'm going to have the buckets on shucking. Mm. Um, I do believe on on-the-job training. So I've got one of my young kids coming down, Ooh, um, Sarah. Okay. She's going to be there um, to learn how to shuck oysters, tell the story. And no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this is the thing. And... All these kids that are actually part of Oyster Larks, they're actually all part-time actors. So they can tell the story. Mm. And when we look at that, that's the easy part. These mm. are parts for them to tell that story, where the oysters come from. And it's just that experience of, of the five pit stop flavours of the oyster. I wear the buckets. We're going to have a lot of fun down there today. Amazing. Mm. And it's in Red Hill. Yeah, Red Hill. I know. Their, their new store. Gorgeous, gorgeous oh, place. Uh, also, Kangan Institute, who I'm a massive fan of, I've, you know, I've given talks to their students, uh, they are having a millinery maestro uh, f- show tomorrow at the Western Melbourne, hosted by the beautiful Janice Bree Burns, who's oh, a yeah, fashionista extraordinaire. Yes. Um, and it, it, 
it's the the mentors and the milliners that teach these students. It's good timing. Excellent. Um, oh, perfect timing. Spring, spring racing carnival. Absolutely. Ooh, You're on the ball in. on the fashion ball. Piece. <laughs> oh, look, I, I am. Because I was just going to say before we need to get a couple of these milliners in here. Yeah, oh, we really love do. It. Absolutely we'll love it. The hat will come that. out today. You'll see them just. Yes. I will in. ask Melissa Jackson. She's one of their lecturers, and she's fabulous. Mm. Um, also, uh, Mrs. Australia and Mrs. Oceana. Uh, the pageants that um, are held every year, they are screened... Well, they're actually filming Behind the Sash, which is a new TV show for Channel 10, which will go to air, I believe, either the end of this month or next month. They're still filming and it's uh, featuring Danielle McAlpine-Johnson, who's also a producer in in it, as well as Becky Branker and produced by Bessie Kay and Danielle. An amazing story where it follows four powerful women as they travel the nation and abroad to shine light on issues uh, and do a lot of charity work while searching for the next Mrs Australia. So they're always good, good those documentaries because when you see behind the scenes, it means so much more. You can really... Sink your teeth into it. It's kind of yeah. like watch, watching us on Facebook Live. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just about the pageant. It's about the work that these ladies uh, do behind the scenes, which well, is Well, they amazing. do some amazing charity work. And I think, you know, this sort of documentary will shine some light on that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Also, um, we've got Caulfield Races uh, season starting now. Uh, with next week, Ladbrokes Caulfield Guineas Day, uh, which is Saturday the 12th of October. There's the Katanar Jewellery Jewellers Blue Sapphire Stakes Day on Wednesday the 16th. So that's the midweek one. And Caulfield Cup Day, which is Saturday the 19th. I love the... It's, it's smaller, obviously, than mm. the Victorian Racing We've Cum- had some great Carnival. days out there. We have. And it's just a beautiful day out for uh, for anyone. Um, also, just on entertainment news, I was really, really excited. because there's more? A massive fan <laughs> of Renee Zellweger, who's uh, set to attend the Australian premiere of a new upcoming uh, movie about Judy Garland uh, in Melbourne and Sydney on, uh, well, this week. So that's very exciting on the 8th and 9th of October. And uh, Business Chicks events are bringing out Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, we I'm there. love I'm there. her. Yeah. So she's coming uh, to Australia this month, October the 21st in Sydney and October the 22nd in Melbourne. I think Melbourne's so. already sold out. I know uh, she's an icon as well. Like her journalism, her fashion, her style, her acting. Uh, there's so much that women in Australia, I think, really have embraced. We just yeah. love her. Now, Pete, there's also Seafood Week, I believe. Mm. Yeah, that's correct. Well, I'm in Melbourne next week. So you've got all uh, from wildcatch to aquaculture. So the seafood injury industry comes together in Melbourne for a thing called Seafood Directions. So it's just a... Um, is it in, at a particular venue or...? Yeah, it's at the convention centre. Okay. So it's, it's actually just what it is. It's a consortium of the seafood industry coming together, talking about seafood, where it's going. Um, I'm actually doing almost like a bit of a mini TED Talk because one of the things that I'm very passionate about is why restaurants do not label uh, where their fish comes from. Mm. Oh. They have to from a retail perspective. So I right. submitted that... Um, so I actually get up to do a bit of a talk on that one and ask the question, ask some tough questions. Mm. Why? Um, why to the industry? Also from an advertising perspective as well, there's, um, one of the things you don't see ads for seafood. Mm. So if you want people to eat seafood, to actually take that nutrition, um, there's nothing out there that says, you know, what, buy local. So the industry really needs to step up and really promote 
the the benefits of eating more fish and which fish are healthy and exactly right. Uh, look, Australia's stocks around you know around the country are the most sustainable in the world. Uh, that is so beneficial to the industry, mm. and especially for when you do go down to your local, you know, the markets and you buy your seafood. So that's what it's all about, seafood direction. So basically, You're kind of like the local Rick Stein, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so pretty much when what they've got is next Friday night, they've got the um, their gala dinner. So Nick Marlook oh. from the Atlantic Restaurant, uh, there's him and there's another four chefs as well. They're mm. um, doing the dinner for the, the gala, which is absolutely fantastic. But it's a, it's a great few, three days to get in um, and the seafood industry. So you're going to hear more about that. You'll be able to see what's really happening. Sounds there, great. And can fantastic. members of the public attend that or is no. that? Oh, no. You can't it, go in there and eat oysters? No, unfortunately not. Oh. Unfortunately not. But okay. just come but up to our like rooftop really and have some oysters. It's very yeah. industry uh, related. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to mention too, um, there was some tragic news during the week. Um, a lady, Helena Broadbent, um, lost her life and left behind not only her premature baby who was born at 20 odd weeks, um, but also a one-year-old and a two-year-old. And I just really love our listeners to get behind this. I think this is, you know, one of those really special cases where they really need support, financial support, even just to raise enough money for the funeral costs and certainly to help to look after the children, um, three of them under three years old. So it's just like a really, really sad situation. So if people can get behind this, uh, they can hop onto the MyCause website, which is mycause.com.au, and um, look up the Remembering Helena Broadbent um, as an event or as a, as a, um, a fundraising project. And, and even, look, the smallest amount, I think, will make a difference to the family. I, I really urge people to try and get behind this one. I, yeah, mm. I, I, it's so tragic. And, yeah. of course, we had the ladies from Australian Women's Day here. We did, talking about a spike in domestic violence um, around grand, grand final, final and, yes. and sports finals in general, which well, is... This happened on the weekend yeah. of the grand final, so... And something else that's on is the um, opera in yes. the Yarra Valley. So yes. we had a wonderful um, guest in last she, week. She was amazing. <laughs> she yeah. had a voice. And, and a voice. Oh. Um, so congratulations to Annette for winning that fan. Family pass. Yes. Enjoy. Opera we'll all be heading Yarra. out there, I think, in a, in a week or so to... We are. We're going to, to join open in. night yeah. uh, for Gertrude Opera. Mm. So thank you so much for those and, tickets. And we, we have to thank our special guest... We do. Mirko Guerrini. Yes. Thank, thank you so you much for being in. Thank you for listening. And Mr Grady himself, Johnny, Johnny DeFrancisco. From Grady Group. <laughs> so have a wonderful weekend. You are listening to The Breakfast Stable. Check us out on Facebook Live. See you. Sports Biggest Moments. Called play-by-play from around the world. Right here on SEN+. Good morning. Celeste meets you with SEN News. Five people have been charged after police uncovered a drug syndicate operating out of Melbourne's southeast. Four men and one woman were arrested following raids where they seized $640,000 worth of cannabis. A former Reserve Bank governor has warned further interest rate cuts will have no impact on the economy. An 18-year-old is recovering in hospital following a violent stabbing in Melbourne's southeast. Former Vice President Joe Biden has called Donald Trump 